It's time for the Alien Conspiracy Podcast. We are your hosts, Agent ETA, Agent Ether, Agent Kruger, and Agent Anderson. Come along as we examine UFO sightings, conspiracies, and all things strange. You can follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod. We also have an email address, AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Discord. Discord link in the description or on Facebook. This week's episode, The Bohemian Grove. Oh boy. And in honor of this week's episode, I went ahead and got the ingredients for a gin fizzy, because that's what they drink there, right? They drink... Well, they wake up apparently every morning instead of having like a Bloody Mary or whatever to get rid of their hangover, I suppose. They have gin fizzies. And I was sort of intrigued by this drink and I wanted to partake of one. What it is is basically a Tom Collins, which is basically soda water and uh, lemon juice and gin, more or less, and egg whites. I'm very hesitant about huh. the egg whites. I know, right? I've never had like egg it. whites in a drink, but I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> chug, chug, take to the head. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah, that's the kind of drink thing for me. I might have to just chug it instead of like sip it and actually like try to enjoy it. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> what if I what if I like experience a little bit of that sliminess like from from the egg white man? I can't. I don't know if I could deal with that, dude. Oh, you shake it up so it gets all foamy. Oh, yeah, you? yeah, it's foamy. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got. Yeah, oh, you got I don't like the foam either. Little <laughs> likes you. You're so picky. Foam? What are you drinking over there? Well, it's, it's, it's like, all right. So like one of the words, like, you know, some, sometimes people have words that bother them, right? Like, like for some people it's moist, you know, the word moist is like, they can't handle it for some reason. For me, it's, it's the word frothy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, ha- I don't like it. I can't handle it. I don't like it. Froth. <laughs> but I digress though. We're talking about the Bohemian Grove. <laughs> yep. And I yeah, am currently yeah. mixing a drink. I decided to do it on air because, because it's such a weird drink. So I'm I'm mm, mixing okay. it. Okay, very nice. Yeah, at least you're not like uh, taking like a, a shot of like a raw egg, just like straight up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that'd like, be that'd be just this ain't Fear Factor, man. Yeah, you're not a boxer. You're yeah. not getting ready for a training camp. What do you? <laughs> do, 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 you know? Yeah. Pretty sure well, that texture that. egg. Ugh. Oh, oh yeah, what? he did. Pretty sure Rocky did that in his movie, right? I, I yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah yeah for sure he did. Even on his return fight or whatever in the when he in his last fight, you know what I mean in the Rocky series, mm-hmm. he like started mm-hmm. just sipping down a shitload. Where, where is it that they have the Rocky statue right there? Is it Philadelphia? Philadelphia, which is uh, bananas because raised. you have like a real legend from Philly, which would be Joe, Joe Frazier. Oh, Joe Frazier, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Where's his statue, man? Forget Rocky, man. It's just a movie. Yeah, I, I agree with Bill Burr. Yeah, is that what Bill yeah, Burr I mean, said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had a, he had a comedy bit about that where he actually uh, I think it, like it was like kind of a legendary uh, like act that he he did there. It was at a live show, and like uh, it was right in that area, and um, like he pissed off the crowd. Like well, the crowd was already pissed off when he got out there. I guess it was just like a really toxic freaking environment there. Mm-hmm. And uh, like he, he decided to use like everybody's like sports uh, leanings like to, to his advantage. So he just started, he started like pitting the crowd against each other, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't remember like the, the uh, specifics, but that was like part of the bit was, it was, you know, he started talking shit and like, he's like, you got a statue of freaking, you know, Rocky, a fictional freaking boxing char- character. But, you know, Joe Frazier, you don't have a statue of him, like a real life hero, you know? Yeah, come on. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so I was reading about a former employee. Sorry, it says to shake it. <laughs> I was reading about a former employee, and he claims that once a drunk patron stood up to toast about a thousand people in the Grove about how they were the elite, the luckiest the most privileged people in the world. And he said it was in a very fuck you, yeah, we rule kind of a way. Definitely not a... Uh, <laughs> that doesn't really surprise me. No. You know? No, it's not surprising. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, what, what, what was kind of surprising... 
You 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 piss excellent. Yeah, I didn't complete it. Sorry, I hit that fucking thing on the side. That stopped me dead in my tracks. I pick. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I piss excellence yeah. and shit gold. I like it. I like the confidence, you know, in that statement. All right, that's what I would say, and then get immediately thrown out. It probably has been said at the Bohemia, the, the Grove, I guess it's called, right? Like, because uh, the the society that controls it is called the Bohemian Society, but the the place, the actual location we're talking about is called the Grove. Is that correct? Yeah, it's a club in San Francisco that owns the Grove. Yeah. In uh oh man. Okay, you guys. I'm and gonna what's try interesting this is drink. the town that it's behind. Oh yeah. Tied it up. Hit up the frothy fizziness. Okay. Oh, you know what? You. It's it's okay. <laughs> I made one for ether. I'm making one for myself now. It, it's a very interesting looking well, you're, drink. You're... Froth got stuck <laughs> in it. Did you hear that? <laughs> I should have never even said anything about it. <laughs> Froth you, okay? <laughs> I was ha- I was having a moment like I you know like like I, I was like letting you guys into the like the inner depths of my soul. You Bad know, be, I, I was I let myself be vulnerable. You know, and then you guys just took it and pissed on it. You fucked up. You trust frothy, us. Frothy piss. <laughs> and that's the worst kind. It is. Yeah. You know? You should probably go see the doctor if you're having that. <laughs> or drink more water. <laughs> True enough. I was kind of yeah, scared, but this is okay. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. What, what is, it? is it? Does it taste uh, lemony or whatever? It does. You, you it tastes like, very lemony. Hmm. I'm just making myself one. You know, one of the, uh, like the, so the, the motto of the Bohemian, uh, Grove or the Bohemian club, whatever, uh, what is it? It's a weaving spiders come not here. Right. Yeah. Which to me seems a little hypocritical. Like maybe they mean it in a different (laughs) way. I know, right? Yeah. I feel you. (laughs) Oh, okay. No business here. Don't bring your business here. Hey, by the way, Bob, I want to pitch you something. Come here. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I got a plan that's going to uh, make the military industrial complex a whole shit fuck of money. Well, know? the funny <laughs> thing is it's from uh, Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream, uh, which is yeah. a popular comedy. But in the scene, it's really negative. It forecasts like this horrid dream that Titania is about to have with these fairies. Like it has nothing to do with the motto of the Bohemian Grove. I think they just they just liked the line. Well, and I think it kind of ties into the whole, one of the central themes of the Bohemian Grove is this performative aspect. So I think it sort of ties into that more than anything. You know, it may mm-hmm. it may not mean much at all, you know, or maybe it means everything. Who knows? Well, I'm sure yeah. we'll get into that in a moment. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of performative aspects, so, uh, you know, there's been a lot of tales of like, like, like cross-dressing and stuff like that, you know, uh, because supposedly... <laughs> Uh, Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Anyways. (laughs) So like, I don't know if it's still like this to this very day, but it's, it's, it's supposed to be like just a, like a male only club. It is. It is supposed to be any females there. Yeah. So like when they put on plays and stuff, like, you know, these males will uh, dress up as females, you know, and and put on the whole dress and the whole, do the whole gag and the whole, the whole reel. Sounds like my whole type of people. Kind of like Monty Python uh, or something. Former employees have claimed that there is across the lake from the Bohemian Grove a whorehouse. Oh, hot damn. Uh Uh-huh. I bet that's a high-end whorehouse. Uh, I'm I'm sure. I saw on one forum somebody posted anonymously saying that they actually rented a house and had six girls there to service the guests. But, I mean, it was on the internet, so it was probably made up, right? Sure. Yeah, my mine was on. I think it was QAnon, so <laughs> not exactly. You know. Well, oh, no. And there's what's that little town next to the Grove? I know that's what I'm looking for right now. I fucking forget. That's, it's like it's corrupted with opioids and there's, all the nasty stuff. There's a bar oh, there where supposedly, because I guess no women are allowed on the Grove. So, oh, by uh-huh. the way, Ether, you're gonna have to excuse yourself from this particular episode. Like the whole episode. Yeah, the whole episode. I can't even no. partake. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you ever want, you ever want to sneak in there, you better be a man. <laughs> I am a man. I don't know why there's confusion. <laughs> but there's a. I mean, there's it all a depends bar. on what you identify as, right? I mean, yes. right now at this very moment, I, yeah. I, well, I identify as as a uh, your grace. Yeah. I identify as a peanut. <sighs> oh, I, for, I okay. thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
But yeah, so there's there's apparently a bar in the um in the town where it's like a real small town and there's a bar there where all the ladies will go meet the dudes and I was like, dude, I could just drive up there when the grove is on. Because the story's like, so lifelike, I can actually hear the drinks like rattling. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. teleported me. I'm shaking my head. No, like I could actually drive up to the grove and like when the when they're in season, I could go there in the evenings to that bar and see if it's true. Like if there are ladies picking up dudes. Like what if you went and you saw some like a Rockefeller or somebody really important there, you know, picking up prostitutes? It'd be like it'd be the craziest thing, man. Like of course, they probably I mean, screen their guests, I imagine. Hey, I Bob, Jim, you nasty yeah. son of a bitch. What are you doing here? Yeah. I, you might even, like, overhear, like, the, uh, like, like you know, a confirmation of, like, the coming, like, a uh, black flag alien event, you know, that's going to change the world, you know what I mean, that they're planning, from what I hear. Yeah. Hey. Ah. Uh. At least that's what I always say. You know, there are some women at the Grove, but they're employees. There's, like, this big <laughs> lawsuit and uh, <laughs> the Bohemian Grove tried to argue that <clears throat> the male gender, gender is a bona fide occupational qualification. And the courts disagreed, but they are restricted to dining services and valet parking, which are some of the lowest jobs at the Grove. I don't know how yeah. many women are actually <laughs> there, but there's some. Yeah, they're like, okay, we'll hire a couple women. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sure. diversify. Well, recently there's been more controversy and, you know, there's females on like the Sonoma Board of Supervisors and stuff. And they're like, well, this is, uh, you know, discriminatory towards women. So maybe we shouldn't be supplying security because I guess they have the sheriff's department that comes up and they supply uh, deputies and stuff uh, in case something happens. They definitely do. Uh, Yeah. And then then our tax dollars go towards, you know, that. Well, you know, that was actually like what, like one really common thread that I noticed, like there, cause there's countless videos of like a random Joe or Joe blow, whatever, trying to uh, just walk up to like the front gate or, you know, trying to uh, mm-hmm. sneak in some way, shape or form. And it seems like very fast every single time, like a sheriff department employee will show up, you know? Boom. All right. I've, I've like, finished my fizzy. I'm putting a picture on discord. So there, everybody can take a look if they want in my special alien mug. Oh, nice. I read there's a lot of uh, protesters outside the Bohemian Grove, and I thought it was maybe because of this uh, discriminatory women thing, but it's actually mostly uh, conspiracy theorists who are protesting. Hmm. Yeah, there's actually a lady that used to, I don't know if she still does, but she used to run a whole group for that, but that's... That's maybe uh, a little too far afield, but there, yeah, it'd be fun too to just to go and check that out because some years they have the protests right up front, and they do a counter ceremony to their um, to the ceremony. What is it? What do they call it? The uh, cremation of care. Oh, or the cre- yeah, uh, cre- care. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the cremation of care. Yeah. But all right, so now that now that I'm done mixing my fizzy drinks, let's start a little bit at the beginning. So the Bohemian Grove is it's a campground. I think we mentioned owned by a club out of San Francisco, and it's in Sonoma County. There's the town, in Monte Rio. And like I said, this is pretty close to where I live. I live in Sonoma County. It's about a 40-minute drive from where I'm at, interestingly enough. Mm -hmm. So I could drive down there tonight and get kicked out if I wanted to. Have you been there? No. (laughs) Dude, you should do it. Do it. (laughs) It's a little east of Healdsburg. uh, West. It's west of Healdsburg. So it's, it's like kind of in a remote area that... Up in the woods. Yeah, you're probably not going to go there, yeah. you know, unless you're going there. Kind of. It's a, it's a, the property is a large uh, plot, though. It's I mean, it's over 2,700 acres. Yes. Right. Yeah. It didn't a, start out that big, but it is that big now. Right. Yeah, and it has over uh, a, I forget the exact number, but something like 120 campgrounds around the around the entirety of it, and you'll have like you know each group will be assigned to like a each person will be assigned to a campground, which is an individual group. Uh, most of the campgrounds will have like cabins and a main building with a bar and stuff. So a lot of it, it's not like hardcore camping. It's like glamping or whatever they call it, where you're in the woods, but you have like this mini mansion you get to stay in kind of a thing. That is my idea of camping. Yeah. It's, but, <laughs> they, hey, but they do get hardcore sometimes. I've heard reports actually uh-huh. of some of them having whipping posts that you can tie <laughs> people up to. 
<laughs> and make them oh, yeah. make them make them feel all fucking naughty and saucy and stuff, you know. I didn't see those reports. That's a uh, well. I didn't that, read the orgy report. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that you know those orgies. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> orgies are orgies are on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the camps all have names like uh, hillbillies, Mandalay, Uplifters, Isles of a- Isle of Aves. Owl's Nest, Toyland, Lost Angels. They all have these creative names, and who knows what any of it means, but... Um, my Toyland. The, my the, Toyland. Uh, yeah, like that, that one kind of caught my attention. I was like, huh, that's interesting. But the, So, for example, the Hillbillies camp, that's where um, George Bush is assigned, apparently, or was. I don't know if he's still a member. Um, I know a lot of the people from, from that contingent is like, a, they're like from around like the Texas area, right? Yeah, from what yeah, I understand. Oil barons and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it seems like a lot of the camps or a lot of the groups are like like uh, have something to do with like a geographic type, uh, you know, scenario, or whatever. Yeah, and is it? I think did we say it's it's a private club, right? Like it's invitation only. Did we mention that yet? No, no. But it's expensive. It's invitation yeah. only, and then and to get in, it's very expensive. There is an extensive twenty five thousand dollars to get in. Or right? if daddy's already a member and you're just born in the right family, right? Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's pretty much well, how it all works, right? Yeah, and if your grandfather didn't like that, also you're you're a part of that group. You know, your um, twenty five thousand dollars is nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's a apparently there's like a thirty year waiting list to get on. If you're if you're connected and you're like the, you know the president's advisor or something, then you're in. You don't have to wait. But if you're just like an average billionaire or something, you know, like nothing special, you probably have to wait a few years. In fact, there are people <laughs> who wait and then die waiting because there's such a long waiting list to get into this place. And why is everybody wa- why does it everybody want to get into this club? Why do you want to go camping? It's just camping, right? That's all that's happening there. Or is it? Yeah. Or is it? Yeah. So oh, they're just frolicking in the forest. <laughs> yes, and those are the noises that that they make while frolicking, of course, because they are very drunk, you know. And that's been, yeah. that's been that has been admitted, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So the what we're basically talking about this is more than just the campgrounds themselves. We're specifically referring to an event that's a two week, uh, give or take two weeks of camping in every July. And I think maybe the last couple of years they may not have had it because there've been like a lot of fires and a lot of COVID and stuff. So it's you know not a good look. But, you know, sort of like uh, what Newsom going to French Laundry, you know, it's just (laughs) (laughs) not a good look, you know. So I don't think they've had it the last couple of years. But normally when, you know, the whole state's not on fire, at least in the area or whatever, there's about 2,000 people, 2,000 of the world's most powerful men and their guests come to do various stuff. And it's all kind of secret and nobody really knows what's going on there. Except we kind of do because it's been infiltrated a couple of times, probably most notably by um, what's his name? You know, Tro- Alex Jones. Tro- yeah, Alex Jones. That's yeah. it. Yeah, Tro- yeah. Tro- yeah. you're not an intellectual. <laughs> Come here, coward. Yeah, he made a documentary, <laughs> uh, Dark Turn Secrets in the fucking frog inside game. the Bohemian Grove. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. How the hell did he infiltrate it? That's what I. I, I know. So, there's get, so much so he claims. Well, so okay, so Alex Jones claims that basically there's like a, a, a kind of a swampy area off to the side of like the front gate, and he <laughs> uh, scooted on on like he like you know army crawled across like the uh, the swamp and stuff, and he came he came up uh, uh, next wow. to this parking area right with these like uh, trucks that were used like they were like the open like open trucks with seating and stuff that, like to to ferry like the the people there around you know, and so he he says he jumped up on the uh, the truck there and they actually uh, asked him like like who who are you with and he he said that he was with uh, those hillbillies or whatever like the the Texas group. You know, because mm-hmm. he already has that. You coward! And then he jumped. Yeah. Off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, I mean, he has the accent to support that. You know, so mm. I guess they they believed him, and he. Uh, I, I, I mean, long story short, very simple explanation. He hid behind a building for a couple hours until it got dark, and then he he uh, he he ventured out and and witnessed. That's when he uh, recorded that part of the uh, the the uh, the cremation. What what was it called? The cremation uh, of cremation of. Commission of Care. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. So, the video footage that people are f- going to be familiar with that he recorded with a, a, a hidden camera is is of that very 
ritual, I guess you could say. I think that's more a more appropriate term, you know. Yeah. The cremation of care, you know, and and uh that I mean that scenery there, man, like that like that giant owl. Okay, so there's a 40-foot owl that is like worshipped kind of, I guess you could say, right? And then there, there's a, a big black altar in front of it. And um I don't they, like the, this whole process like what was like, you know, described and also what you can see on the footage like it's it's pretty damn weird like and, and especially if you're like looking at it without any context any perspective like you don't know anything about it you're like like what the holy hell is this about you know it's, <laughs> it's just weird what the hell is this shit like this is the yeah. worst broadway production i've ever seen you if know? you if you haven't seen a video of this i highly recommend people check it out if you can still find it actually because uh, Alex Jones and his stuff has been deplatformed from most places, so it might be hard to find. Yeah, but you know, it's surprising. Yeah, I I, I don't believe it's on YouTube. It, I mean, is, if it, it is. It is. It oh, is. Actually, it? yeah, the whole oh, hour it? footage or whatnot, you can see it. Oh, it's okay. raw in its entirety. Oh, I did not but know that. But the thing okay. is that it's true in the comments is that they say that when they actively searched for the video, they could not find it. Uh, I just so happenedly went through a, a series of links on Reddit, but uh-huh. you know, like it is odd that, you know, people say they plug it in and it doesn't pop up. It did pop up for me. So mm-hmm. maybe at yeah. one point in time when YouTube was getting their shit together or, you know, whatever the hell they do it, uh-huh. uh, yeah, it, it, but you can go check it out. Hey, I, it is an interesting wait. Yeah. That's not where, that's not where I watched it. I, I found some random website that had it posted. But but you know what though I mean it, it I don't know it could have been no no it didn't it didn't uh, it didn't link to YouTube I would have noticed that I couldn't but, find I mean, it on YouTube. All right. What and like st- like uh, there's been I don't know like just like like a ran- randomly like like a uh, related I guess you know there there was videos I remember like uh, when nine eleven happened like uh, in the first couple years after I remember watching very specific videos that I have searched for afterwards and they were definitely like like cleared off the internet. You know what I mean? Like I, I couldn't find them any damn where, you know, but I mean, there, there's definitely an effort in, in certain situations, I think for sure to remove information. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. That's yeah. actually weird. It's not popping up for me anymore, but if, uh, on my that's phone, it says it has 3.8 million views as posted 11 years ago, Bohemian Grove, uh, and then Alex Jones, but I'm posting it right now. Yeah, and yeah. the video shows like these robed figures and chanting, and it's it's really Fools. really creepy, really <laughs> creepy. It it kind of looks like something out of like a yeah, a movie and there's like something. an inside joke as or it's you know when you're part of a like you go to a play or something, fan of the opera, mm-hmm. and like there'll be something that happens on stage that you'll hear the crowd react to and laugh and like get some sort of you know something from it but mm-hmm. you're sitting there going like what the hell what it went right over my head most of the time but in that video it's like you hear people reacting to like the performers and everything like that and you can hear a sense of like you know glee and jubilee like it's just weird it's uh <laughs> i'm just waiting for somebody to start like leading the chant hail satan yeah <laughs> like, it'd be hail Baf- baby it would be hail baphomet i think that yeah yeah, or but. so or if you listen to um to Alex Jones, it'd be uh, Moloch. But let's back up just a little <laughs> bit. The uh, <laughs> the club itself was founded. I've, I this might be a little dry for some people, but I found the history of the club to be completely fascinating because it started off, com- you know, was not for the rich and powerful originally. It was founded in 1872, and the original members were journalists, artists, and, and musicians. Uh, then they let the businessmen in and shit got weird, but at first it was, uh, it was just for basically journalists. They rented a clubhouse in San Francisco, a place for them to kind of kick back after work and just kind of hang out. And then more and more people started to join and they, they kind of wanted it to be for like artists and stuff, but then they started letting businessmen in. And once more and more businessmen came in over time, they sort of took the club over and now yeah, it seems like the the money took over. Like yeah, it, it originally started with like like it seems to me like like if that story is true, which you know, it seems to be, you know, I mean, wh- what do we know? But anyways, it seems like they 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 wanted a a good you know environment for free expression of ideals, you know, right? And, and then, yeah, yeah. Imagine what happened was they're all sitting around the table and be like, hey, 
hey, Johnson wants in. We're like, oh, what does he play? Guitar? No. What what does he does he paint? No, he doesn't do shit. Well, what's he do? He's got like he has a lot of money. Yeah, he's got like ten million dollars, and he can like buy us stuff. You know, he says he's gonna donate like you know like a hundred k if we let him in our club. Okay, yeah, he's gonna yeah, he's he, gonna replace the countertops in the bar with granite. Yeah, <laughs> he's kissing his also, ass. And he's I also gonna put a backsplash. I guess we too, could let like, a couple of rich dudes in. That won't hurt. You know, nothing. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Yeah, right. No, yeah, that can only be good because it's, uh, you know, being being able to rub shoulders with people who have influence and money is yeah. always a good thing. Right? right. So at the camp itself, I read it, it was really interesting because I guess they used to have like a central bar area, but that got shut down during Prohibition. And when that got shut down, it changed the dynamic to one where people would mingle a lot, to one where people would stay more at their individual encampments. So you got this system where these camps, these individual encampments are sort of like a tiered system where there's like the good ones where like the super wealthy and influential people stay. And then there's like, it goes down there and like the one at the bottom would be where, yeah, you're kind of rich, you know, maybe you just started a dot com and you made a few million dollars or something and you're able to weasel your way in here, but we're not going to let you talk to the bushes or, you know, Kissinger, you, you don't get to go to that part of the camp, you know? So it became... It's sort of interesting because it changed. Prohibition had this really profound effect on the dynamic of the camp that just sort of apparently just stuck with it. Like it never went back to the way it was, even after they brought back alcohol, after they brought back alcohol, which was, I don't know, it's maybe not super important, but then again, maybe it is. I don't know. Boy, was prohibition a bad idea. Yeah. (laughs) Man, that shit went south. (laughs) Talk about blowing up in your face. Yeah, yeah. And over the years, it seems like it became more and more conservative in that it seems to be mostly conservatives are members. Like, uh, apparently every uh, Republican president since like the 30s or something was a member before they were president. You know, and some of the more prominent ones you might be familiar with from more recent times, recent-ish, be like mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan and Richard Nixon. But Yeah, well, Bill Clinton supposedly is a member, too. Nah, Bill Clinton's not going anywhere near there, dude. Are you kidding oh, me? I, Ford I was a member. A member. Um, yeah, there was. Yeah, no, but let's let's think about let's think this through for a second. There, it's a men's only club with no ladies. Even if he's a member, I'd be surprised if Clinton set foot anywhere near this place. Right? <laughs> there's there's no cigars. There's no sexually harassing your contacts in the media or whatever it is that he does. You know. He's, he's going to have a miserable time. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how he said no businesses uh, or spiders do not weave webs here or whatnot? I, I've always, uh, there was, I guess the exception was the, I'm sure you guys read about this already, was the Manhattan Project. I guess that was also uh, formed there, right? I mean, Henry Kissinger was there. His kid was there. I mean, you had people, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's kind of a strange thing because people say that nefarious stuff goes on here, and it does, I'm sure, business meetings and stuff. For example, one of the more famous um, ones that I found was when Nixon was running for president, he met Ronald Reagan there, and Reagan agreed to wait until 1980 to run to kind of step out of his way. So they sort of colluded in that as far as that goes, but... The thing is, too, though, is that would have happened anywhere. It didn't necessarily have to happen there. It might have been convenient to meet there for them. But, I mean, that would have happened whether or not it happened at the Grove, right? So, I don't know. Like I don't know. Maybe there was a lot of alcohol involved. So. Oh, there was. Right. There was so a lot of alcohol involved. it wouldn't involved. have happened outside of the Grove. Like, one of my favorite Nixon quotes of all time is actually about the Bohemian Grove. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm not, I'm not going to say the whole thing. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll allude to it. Yeah. And uh, what is it? Nineteen. It was as part of one like some of those recordings because like Nixon famously recorded like all sorts of conversations and stuff, and those recordings were released. Um, so in 1971, uh, <laughs> he said the Bohemian Grove, which I attend from time to time. There's a little pause. Is the most. Um, I'll just spell it out. F a g g y. Goddamn thing you could ever imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> w- w- with that San Francisco, San Francisco crowd. Yeah. That's, end quote. Yeah. Now that's hey, that's Nixon's quote, not mine. But you have to ask <laughs> right? yourself if 
that was his quote. He said that. Why did he keep going? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> he didn't, yeah. He didn't stop. Yeah. I mean, right. and, and he even admitted he like, yeah, was doing. Some, like the I go from, the closet is made out of many different woods. <laughs> that is very He's, true. He he came for the cremation of care ceremony and stayed for the cigarettes, right? Is that how it goes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things I looked up was what actually, what is a bohemian? What does that mean, right? So bohemianism is the practice of an unconventional lifestyle, often in the company of like-minded people and with few permanent ties. It involves musical, artistic, literary, or spiritual pursuits in this context, bohemians may be wanderers, adventurers, or vagabonds. They were associated with unorthodox or anti-establishment political or social viewpoints, which often were expressed through free love, frugality, and, in some cases, simple living, van-dwelling, or voluntary poverty. A more economically so what, so what privileged... So yeah. what, what you're saying is, like, as far as like the people that go there, these are the hippies of, like, the world, as far as, like, you know... Right. Uh, like the people who, who hold control, the politicians, and also the, uh, the wealthy businessmen. Yeah. And, and, uh, well, that's, that's why I found it so hilarious. Is uh, So to paraphrase, bohemians are supposed to be more or less hippies, right? They're anti-establishment. They're poor. They're, you know, they're artistic. They're, they probably don't shower that often or whatever. And you have the- They don't value goods. Like, the like, exact as as, like, opposite. They come from slab, <laughs> <laughs> they come from slab city. Yeah, it's the exact opposite. But the term itself emerged from France in the early 19th century when artists and creators began to concentrate in the lower-rent, lower-class Romani neighborhoods. So it has this association with the Romani people, or sometimes called gypsies, but I think that's a derogatory term and we're not supposed to say it anymore. We're supposed to call them Romanis. What about uh, Tyson Fury? Does he, he say he's a gypsy? The gypsy queen. I mean, wait, wait, did I say queen? Sorry, the gypsy king. Yeah, but I think that's like, you know, like black comedians are allowed to say the N-word, but nobody else is, you know? I think it's one of those things. So oh, is it? he's Romani, so yeah. he can say that, but we can't. Okay. And I'm pretty- I'm still a fan. I'm pretty sure because they, uh, I, I know this is because I'm a big, massive nerd, and I have some Magic the Gathering cards from when I was younger, and they have a card, what is it, like something gypsies- I forget, Pradesh Gypsies or something like that. And they canceled that card because it has the word gypsy in it. So, you know. Cancel culture in the 90s. Yeah, no, no. They, this was recent. Oh, okay. It's a card, I think, from the late 90s or early 2000s. But um, I still have it. And when they canceled it, the value of the card shot way up. So I should probably sell that thing. Lucky you. <laughs> oh, I know, it, right? Keep it. They, while we're on the topic, I have to mention another card <laughs> that they that they canceled. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned this. I think I feel like I've talked about this on the show you, before. You've mentioned it to me. I, yeah. yeah. So there's they canceled a few cards, but <laughs> the funniest one, well, funny to me because I know in the context of the game, there's colors, right? There's five colors. There's white, black, red, blue, green. So black is evil. White is good, as you might expect. So the black cards. They're like zombies and vampires and undead and that kind of thing. The white cards, they're like, some of them are like Holy Crusaders, Paladin, and, you know, all that stuff. So there's a white card called Cleanse. And <laughs> 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 the, the, um, the card description, all the cards have a description saying what they do. <laughs> it's destroy all black creatures. <laughs> and if you're not familiar with the game, Let's say you're a parent and you found this in your kid's collection. You might be horrified by this card, not knowing that they don't mean like black people. They mean like <laughs> zombies and stuff. But the card doesn't say zombies and stuff. It just says black creatures. <laughs> so anyways, that's just sort of a little bit of a tangent there. But, um, you know, I just I found that just hilarious as a somebody who used to play the game and it, I never, I actually have that card too, but it never occurred to me to interpret the card that way. Cause I never saw it that way. I just saw it as it's a, a white magic card yeah. that destroys cards from the black cards, you know, like not like, not like racial, but like evil, like, you know, like evil and good kind of a thing. So it just, it just tickled me that they interpreted it that way and they had to cancel it because 
ah, why not? They got to cancel anything. But hey, like, yeah. the, like the Gypsies card that made the value go way up. So I should probably sell that thing now, right? <laughs> hey, they made you money, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's just collecting dust in my closet anyway. So what the heck? All right. Where was I? The, uh, oh yeah. So the, the term bohemian changed over time and it became synonymous with the term newspaper writer sometime in the 1800s. Uh, Mark Twain, for example, considered himself a bohemian, probably just because it was like the cool and trendy thing to do. You know, like, like I'm a goth. Like in the 90s, everybody wanted to be a goth. Well, not everybody, just like, you know, some people or, you know, grunge or whatever. Instead of grunge, it was bohemian. So everybody was a bohemian. It was a cool thing to do, I guess. Uh, but essentially, it, may, it meant something different in the United States than it did in Europe. And that's why these journalists, or newspaper writers, that's why they call themselves the Bohemian Club, because it meant something completely different than what it originally did. And then eventually the term Bohemian was again redefined to mean people who were outdoorsmen and had an appreciation of the arts, but weren't necessarily artists or musicians themselves. So we have, we have this interesting, you know, changing of the word over time. Um, you know, which uh, I, I'm not going to go on the South Park tangent for that one because it's probably not appropriate for this podcast, <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but it comes to mind. <laughs> um, so I found an interesting quote from 1882, Oscar Wilde visited the club and said, said that he had never seen so many well-dressed, well-fed business looking bohemians. And I thought that was kind of funny, but it's it, it kind of, it's sort <laughs> yeah. of this, this kind of the slippery term that means different things to different people. Kruger was talking a little bit about uh, some specific people who have been on the, on the um, rosters over the years, people who are members. It's generally people like politicians, CEOs, people who run banks, multinationals, military contractors, oil companies, people on the federal reserve and uh, utility you know, CEOs or commissioners or whatever. And people who are like, not just the CEOs, but people also the muckety mucks, like the people who run those companies and just a few people over time who've been just a couple of names. This is, you can look up online. I found a couple of years, somebody was able to smuggle out the guest list and they posted like all 2000 people who were there that year or whatever the number was. And obviously we can't go through all the names, and anyways, nobody's heard of most of these people anyways, even though they're rich. But a couple of the more prominent ones that kind of stick out are people like George H.W. Bush, Newt Gingrich, Archibald Clavering Gunter. I actually don't know who that is, but I liked the name, so I put it Gunter. on here. <laughs> yeah. Well, Archibald, George, George, Bush, George Bush Sr. and Jr. there. Yeah, yep, both yep. of them, yeah. Mm. Archibald Clavering Gunter. I, I like that one, so I put it on there. Randolph Hearst, Herbert Hoover, Henry Kissinger, Duncan McDuffie. Henry Morgan, George S. Nixon, George S. Nixon, who's a politician, Richard Nixon, <laughs> David Packard, Teddy Roosevelt, Bob Wire, who's from the Grateful Dead of all things, who apparently um, was assigned to the same camp as the Bushes, from what I understand. Norman Rockefeller, huh. David Rockefeller, Merv Griffin, Dwight Eisenhower, and it's just people like that. The list goes on and on and on. Just the most powerful yeah. and influential people. Not only in America, but actually some international powerful people as well get invited on as guests. Often, yeah, it's funny too because like they they, ha they do have quite a uh, a wide variety, you know, of characters. Yeah, you know, in, in there, you know, you have people that are actors. Sometimes you have a lot of people who are academics. You know, that that have displayed some sort of intelligence that they're interested in. You know, like whoever is making these lists. You know, of, of mm -hmm. the. Uh, the annual, you know, uh, lemmings that they let in, you know, as they probably look at it, you know. Yeah. But but it's it's funny though because like you know it's just like they definitely seem to have an interest in people who are thinking, you know, to be very broad about it. Um, but they also like they they have a bunch of uh, musicians and stuff that that regularly attend, you know, and. Mm -hmm. and they definitely seem to have their favorites because it seems like on a couple of these lists, like there, there are musicians that um, are, are there year to year, you know, and they've obviously somebody's a fan of them. You know what I mean? Right. But, but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of confusing to me to be, to be honest, you know, like it does really seem like in a way, at least this is like, you know, uh, a way for these individuals to just kind of like let loose and, and 
have their 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 summer you know camp like yeah. like like, they're, <laughs> like 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 they're little kids almost or, you know? yeah like, just they're a higher class you know what i mean we're but we're we are the 1% and you get to really rub elbows with the mucky mucks and all that good stuff. <laughs> the mucky mucks. <laughs> Take yeah. me far away from the mucky mucks now. <laughs> I think that was a Grateful Dead song. No, that that was uh, Jack Black. Was, uh, oh, Wonder okay. Boy. ETA song. Okay. Yeah, Wonder Boy, which actually Wonder Boy is one of my oh. favorite. Wonder one Josh. Boy. <laughs> Won't you? Well, how's it? Uh, oh, God damn. I forget the name. Uh, the, the, the lyrics there. Yeah, that's a good song though, man. But that reminds me also oh, yeah. of one of my favorite MMA fighters of all time, Josh Thompson. Wonder Boy. Yes, Josh yeah, Thompson, yeah, yeah. Wonder Boy. Yeah, he oh, is yeah. very athletic. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's or good. Or Stephen Thompson, is it? God damn it. See, here, here's a problem right now uh, with me and recalling information. It's, is I have fully embraced the spirit of the Bohemian Grove, and I have been getting <laughs> more and more drunk as this podcast has been recorded. <laughs> so, you know... I mean, uh, don't expect me to recall factual information and like like look up that information and like expect it also to be accurate. This, you know what I mean? This fizzy has gone straight to my head. I, I believe that. it's Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. <laughs> Stephen Wonderboy. Yeah. There's also Josh Thompson, who's a completely different dude. Nah, that, yeah, this is true, <laughs> and and he is also on a podcast with um, John McCarthy. Yeah. Which uh, and I don't know. It's an okay. It's an okay podcast. Like they touch on things that I am interested in sometimes. But all right, it's gonna sound stupid. But the reason I don't like John McCarthy is because his catchphrase he stole it one hundred percent and just added "come on" on the end of it. Right? He stole it from Mills yeah, Lane. Yeah. Let's yeah. get it on. Come on. So does that mean? Yeah. If and I'm Mills Lane, Mills Lane is one of those granite characters in the boxing like history. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, as far as like, there's no other, as far as referees go, Mills Lane is number one, dude. Yeah. Un, numero uno. So does that mean like, like if I get a job as a referee, I can steal Big John's catchphrase just by adding a come on in there somewhere? Like, come on, let's get well, it on. Come on. Come well, on, come he, on, come here's, on, here's the thing. Did Mills Lane ever <laughs> like trademark that? Probably. You know? But he probably doesn't care. <laughs> but still, I was like, come on. Come on, Big John. Come up with some original. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to out myself, but like, you know, the intro to this show is kind of like uh, inspired by Bruce Buffer. You know, it's yeah. time for the other. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not just saying it's time. Also, you know, and then again, the long pause. You guys are forgetting you know? Mills Lane, though. You mean the, he, he was. What? Let's dude? get it on. Yeah, yeah. We, that's no, no, who we also, were just talking about, dude. What were you listening to? Huh? <laughs> also, that's, that's kind of. I feel like that's kind of borrowing from Jenny, Jimmy Lennon Jr. who says, it's showtime. It's like he said, it's yeah. time. Like, wait, wait, you forgot a word there, buddy. It's supposed to be showtime. You know, he, he did the announcing for showtime boxing. It's oh, no. showtime. He cut out the middleman. Yeah. He, he made it more simple, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> the There's nothing wrong with that, dude. Yeah. You know, the, the, the announcers that I dislike the most, and I just got to get this off. You can go ahead and edit this out. Right, go ahead, go. Care, get dude. off your chest, ETA. Get like, off. The, the the ones like like for instance like the uh uh oh gosh darn it was he's an an announcer for Bellator I'm pretty sure is where he uh, does a lot of his work uh -huh. like when an announcer asks the the crowd anything like if they if they make their statement like uh to where like the crowd needs to react to it you know what I mean mm -hmm. like 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 for instance like they'll say are you ready and then they wait they wait for the response hmm. don't. Don't do that, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, no, just get straight to straight to the goddamn point. You know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, all right, I'm sorry. Let's well, let's, get, let's get back let's to the get, fucking Bohemian yeah. Grove, dude. So, like, like you were and just the Russian saying, River. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude. If you want some good wine, get go buy a bottle of wine. If it says Sonoma County, Russian River area, that's your bottle right there, dude. It's good stuff. But anyways, oh, all kinds of beautiful minerals and stuff to, for for those grapes to draw upon. You yeah. Know well, not just that, but also the Russian River Brewery. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, of course, the Russian River Brewery, which is actually is not on the Russian River, believe it or not. <laughs> no, but of course, anytime I ever hear that name, that's like one of the first things I think about. Yeah, it's on 4th Street. It's not It's not anywhere near the river. It's in downtown Santa Rosa. And they also have a location in what, you know what, let's, <laughs> that's, that's, we, don't, we don't need to know about that. Let's get back to the, 
<laughs> yeah. You too and your fizzy. So like you were saying, it's sort of like a just a, a frat party. I read an article uh, from 1989 by a dude named Philip, Philip Weiss or Philip Weiss in, an art, uh, in a magazine called Spy. So basically- He described it as a giant circle jerk. Yeah, basically what he did. And also, was, he used the phrase. He used the phrase. The phrase "butt cake." I, I don't know what that means, but I heard it. I mean, <laughs> no, no. I I read the whole article and I did not see the word "butt cake" in there anywhere. <laughs> oh, but, I must have been thinking about something else I saw on the internet. Never mind. What, what he did was he infiltrated the um the grove using a very sophisticated method. He would just stroll in every morning wearing you know like one of those fancy pants sweaters and a polo shirt, a newspaper. And like a gin fizzy and you just walk in and just pretend like he was supposed to be there. And they just kind of let him roll in, you know, that's confidence can take you a long ways. Yeah. So he, he went there for about a week and, uh, <laughs> he, what he describes sounds like an awful lot of fun, but it also doesn't sound like anything nefarious going on necessarily. And I have my favorite quote from this article, just because we got to talk about the piece. All right, guys, if we're talking about Bohemian Grove, Got to talk about the peepees. So he wrote in his article, you know you're inside the Bohemian Grove when you come down a trail in the woods and hear piano music from amid a group of tents and then round a bend to see a man with a beer in one hand and his penis in the other urinating into the bushes. This is one of the most gloried ritual of the encampment, the freedom of the powerful men to pee wherever they like, <laughs> a right the club has invoked when trying to fight government anti-sex discrimination efforts, hey. and one curtailed only when it comes to a few popular redwoods just outside the dining circle. Tacked yeah, to yeah. one of these haplessly post-prodantial trees is a sign conveying the fairy dust mixture of boyishness and courtliness that envelops the encampment. Gentlemen, please, no PP here. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, like, as a man, like, one of the most, like, like free, like, like the freest I've ever felt was, uh, now, I'm an avid off-roader, okay? Uh-huh. And I, I've been in some beautiful areas while off-roading, and, and they truly, truly are enchanting and, 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 and beautiful, you know? Uh-huh. And to be able to just, like, whip your cock out and piss all over that beautiful area <laughs> is truly, truly uplifting. You know what yeah. I mean? It's one of the, it's one of the most like free experiences I've ever had in my life. I can't explain it, but it is what it is. Well, and there it is. And you know? apparently people just do this all over the damn place. And like, they're not really that private about it. You know, just dicks everywhere, dude. Just all over the place, <laughs> you know, people half naked, people naked. I mean, men, I mean, what, what if, like you just walking around the corner and you see, you know, George Bush sitting there with his dick out, just pissing on a tree or something. Like how crazy would that be? You know what I mean? As like, soon as you round the corner, he just like turns his head toward you, yeah. makes eye ah, contact with his I cock know. out. And then he's like, <laughs> fool me once, you know, shame on me. Fool me twice. And you ain't never going to fool me again. Yeah. Or he's just, he's just sitting there with his, with his hands behind his head, just going, ah, just kind of stretching out, you just, know, and just having a just good Just leaning pee. back. Yeah. yeah, just like doing the whirly bird while he's peeing, you know, like <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> just getting getting it all over the place, you know, like, whatever, yeah. dude. We're at the Bohemian <laughs> Grove, man. I'm gonna piss everywhere right now. I don't care. <laughs> well, and like you know, I was thinking when I was researching for this topic, I was thinking, you know, that women are trying to get in because of anti-discriminatory reasons. But I'm like, dude, I don't think ladies really want to go to this thing, you know. <laughs> If we're being honest yeah, here, are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna, it's like it reminds. It kind of reminds me of like like the the politician and like the elites. Like like uh like. All right, so like you ever heard that saying, right? Whatever happens in in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Right. Like that's their equivalent to that. You you know what I mean? Like yeah. Obviously, like like a lot of stuff that happens there isn't talked about because, as much as we know about the Bohemian Grove, there's not a whole lot really we know about the, the goings on, you know what I mean? Like we've mm-hmm. heard rumors and stuff, but like, yeah, there's not really any footage or any real confirmation of some of these interesting things that may happen, you know, during these two weeks, you yeah. know? Well, we do have some employees have come out and said some things. We do have some documents that have gotten out. Like they have newsletters and various printing publications that they hand out to people and uh, these have sort of leaked out. So you can look at like, you know, past years, like, I don't know, I forget the exact years, but some of them have come out with like these pamphlets that 
say yeah. what the daily schedule is and what happened when and that kind of a thing, who the speakers were. Cause they have, yeah. so yeah. they have like a lakeside chat or whatever, where some of the more prominent members will get, give a speech. And it's kind of strange because like, like they, we talked about the, the ceremony, right? The cremation of care. Did we go into much detail on that? Um, Not really. No, no. So let, well, first let's talk about that a little bit. So, what that means is the word is used a little differently today. Back then when it was first done, like in the 1800s, early 1900s, the word care meant like anxiety or something, right? Worry or anxiety is in the, the saying, not a care in the world. Today it's used, you know, more like, um, like I care about this. So it, the definition of the word or the way it's commonly used has kind of changed. So back then the ceremony the, um, you know, the cremation of care, the idea is to leave all the worldly cares and stresses behind. Like, oh, is Russia going to nuke us? Ah, who gives a fuck? Let's not worry about that for two weeks. You know, like that kind of a thing. But some people interpret it differently um, by outsiders. Insiders don't really talk about it that I could find. So what I mean by some people is, you know, people on the outside, they think it's more of like burning care, like as in we care about the world, we're going to sacrifice that and burn that. So it's an interesting ritual. We talked about how creepy it was, but not necessarily the meaning behind it. But it's interesting because like I just was talking about some of these lakeside chats, some of these are people like lobbying the politicians there to fund their particular program. Like one of the more prominent ones was like some general saying, we need the B-2 bomber, please fund it kind of a thing. So it's, it's interesting because while they have this ceremony and they have these ideas about what's supposed to happen at the camp, that is not what happens there at all. It's business as usual is what it appears to be, just business with a significantly more alcohol than usual, I should say. <laughs> but Sounds about right. Yeah, but it, it's kind of weird because like what, what it, the idea behind the whole thing isn't necessarily what's followed through on. And you have to wonder, is this really like some kind of religious ceremony to them or is it just a play? Because they have, I think two plays, one of them, they call the low jinx play. The other is the high jinx play. And I think they're different every year. The low jinx being more of like a lowbrow comedy and the high jinx being more like highbrow, like, you know, Shakespeare or whatever like that. And, uh, the, so, Throughout this whole thing, there's like this theme of sort of like theatrical performances and stuff. So I don't know how seriously you can take like, you know, spiders weave not your webs here or like the symbology of the owl or anything like reading a couple of these people who have infiltrated the area. It seems just kind of like a party, kind of like a frat house or something. And it doesn't seem like the people there take anything all that seriously. But uh, again, it's hard to say. And that ceremony, if you go watch the video, is pretty dang creepy, to say the least. And there's, but there's also to point out, I don't, I don't know how many were involved with the Skull and Crossbone Society, but isn't the there's a few members that were also coming from a different, you know, not a hangout spot, but different cult like you know, meetings and groups and shit like that. Help me here. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I think, um, I think the bushes were in that society for sure. Yeah. But wasn't for Ford example, also in that? Bo both of them. I don't know. Actually, I haven't looked into that that much. The only thing I know about the skull and crossbones is that stupid movie with, um, that dude from Dawson's Creek. Oh, I forget what it's called. Maybe the movie's called skull and crossbones. I don't know. It was a dumb movie and I forgot it because it was dumb. But, um, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely, that, that is definitely an episode unto itself, I think. Yeah, for sure. But again, yeah, that's just sort of like a frat from as far as I know, I'm not sure that there's anything weird going on there, but I don't well, know. There's like, for like, uh, you know, if you look up the Alex Jones video, he says, even in the pamphlet, they hand out and stuff like that. There's like hidden messages and all that good stuff. Like they're eating babies, Joe, they're eating the babies. Well, I mean, yeah, right. And Big the babies. frogs are gay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but, uh, going, Hey, I mean, that's He got a up close personal look when he was in the swamp, right? When he was going Navy seal trying to like sneak over. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it, but <laughs> the thing with Alex Jones is that's where a lot of the stuff around Bohemian Grove seems to come from Alex Jones. 
he's a very entertaining source, but I would not say he's a very credible source, you know? Well, that's where he made a lot oh, of, of his course. fame was yeah, because of yeah. that, because he infiltrated the Bohemian Grove, you know? Yeah, that was like his breakout role or what I don't know how you would term it, but yeah, that was his claim to fame kind of. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And I did not know that. Yeah, that was that was yeah. a really big day, uh, big that was a really big deal back in the day because it was very secretive and nobody had ever gotten video out of that place. That was a big deal. He was always like pseudo underground for me up until, you know, in 2016 and all that good stuff when Trump was coming in and then it just seemed like he got really pushed out there into the light. So, I, I mean, looking into it, the more I looked into it, the less I was convinced that there was anything strange going on here. And it just seems like, you know, a bunch of influential people just having a party. And if you think about it, dudes like Henry Kissinger and George Bush, either one, they can't go out to a bar in public and just like tear loose. They can't just go camping yeah. anywhere to your average campground and just have a nice pee in the outdoors that that life is not available to them. Now, I'm not saying, oh, poor these guys, they got it so rough, because they do have advantages with the amount of wealth that they have. But what I'm saying is there's certain things like just going camping on the weekend with your family that they cannot experience because of their influence and power. So that's, yeah. I think... They can't they can't let loose yeah, because exactly. of the exposure. You so know, like... As, as much as I want to believe there's something strange going on here or something nefarious or even satanic, I just don't think there is, man. I think it's just a bunch of rich dudes just getting drunk yeah. and tearing loose. And like I looked into the, I agree. To the um, yeah. what is it, Moloch or whatever, and like that's what Alex Jones says the owl is supposed to be Moloch, which is a real thing. That's like a Canaanite god or something that children were sacrificed to. But um, it's a bull. It's not an owl. I couldn't find any reference to him being an owl anywhere. Uh, you could say there's an association with Athena, who did have a rivalry with a spider, which ties into their, you know, wicked spiders, whatever it was. But um, it's pretty, no they just don't like spiders. It's pretty flimsy. I was not able to find anything solid outside of what Alex Jones said, and that was not solid. It seems to me just like a bunch of theatrics. Just like a you know old old dudes reliving their old frat, college frat days is essentially kind of where yeah. I got to on this one. I don't know. I saw some stuff. Some people really think that those rituals where they you know they have like an what is it an effigy that they burn? Yeah, and they think they're real people. Oh yeah, yeah. they're actual cadavers. Yeah. That they're children that they're yeah. burning. So yeah. I think you know part of the mysticism and satanic you know sort of conspiracies are surrounding that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, especially especially if you worship Baphomet. Baphomet. Yeah. Baph blah 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 blah. Baklava. If you worship baklava. Oh baklava I mean, is Baph delicious. I mean, no, I mean Baphomet. Dude, bak baklava is one of the best fucking things ever. Yeah. It is. I try not okay, to eat that often because I don't want to get fatter. But oh man, they had this package <laughs> at Costco. It was like twenty dollars for like a million uh -huh. pounds. Yeah, and had like all different kinds <laughs> of flavor. It just oh dude. Oh my god. Baklava is one of the best things ever. Like 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 say for instance, you're going to a a public you know like a a gathering right, and like it's a, a potluck of sorts. Like but you don't want to cook anything. You know what I mean? Like you want to bring a dessert. Baklava is golden. Like it's <laughs> like it, it doesn't matter. Like gold, chocolate gold. Dude, baklava is fucking delicious. It's crispy. It's flaky. It's delicious. It has pistachios in it and honey. You know, and, and I don't know how you can get much better than that. You know, yeah. what I mean? besides, well, besides like like my ribs. Like for instance, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but let me just go off on the side shoot right here. Toot fucking toot. Okay. <laughs> toot it. No, I, 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 so, so I, uh, uh, this morning I woke up, I woke up at six in the morning and started smoking some pork ribs, right? They're a St. Louis cut. No, it's no big deal. You know, um, like, uh, you, I mean, you may like baby back and baby back is great and all, but like, it doesn't have the, the fat content and the, uh, the meat content as like a good St. Louis cut. You know what I mean? St. Louis cut is thicker. You know what I mean? It has more meat to bestow upon your ass, you know? So at any rate, um, I mean, like, like I said before, like, I'm going to go ahead and toot my own horn, man. I've won awards when it comes to barbecuing, you know what I mean? So, uh, Yeah. 
I, I did I did a good job this morning. Yes, I did. You know, and uh, I blew everybody's socks off. It's no big deal. You know what I mean? It happens. Hell yeah. <laughs> it happens. You know what I mean? Like, like we, we may we may have all been drunk, but like, you know. <laughs> this makes it wait, better. Wait, wait, wait. This was in the morning. It was about uh, noon, right about noon. Okay, because you said in the morning. Well, he started cooking them in the morning. I think he, he had started smoke drinking in the, in the morning, too. Oh, well, that too. Oh, <laughs> yes, I, yes, I did. That's all yes, part I did. of the, the <laughs> majesty. <laughs> Oh no! I started drinking this morning. It's it's uh right now as we speak. It's ten thirty eight p.m. Yeah, no, I I started drinking this morning. Yes, I did. And um, <laughs> well, you had to get into the mood for uh, Bohemian Grove. I mean, you know, you got to experience it like they do, right? Well, here's that thing. I mean, I also had that kind of resolve. You know, what I mean, <laughs> did I mention if I set my did- if I set my mind towards partying like the whole goddamn day, and I have a plan. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna persevere. I'll tell you that goddamn much. <laughs> did I mention that guests are served a gin fizzy in the morning every time, every day when they? I think I did mention that. Never mind. Well, how else fizzy? better to, you know, re re uh, reanimate yourself? You yeah, know what I mean, you need that protein. A yeah. child. Oh wait, no, sorry. Or, or, what? You, can, or you can sacrifice. <laughs> or you can sacrifice Eat a human child. flesh. <laughs> Center. Bring me the the, the cadaver. I might edit that all, one out. All I'm saying, all I'm saying right now is, if you want the best goddamn pork ribs you've ever had in your life, uh, you might want to hire me. That, that's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? All yeah, right, Bohemian Grove. You hear him? Well, we got we got to have a uh, alien conspiracy cook-off sometime. That'd be awesome. My son this morning oh, was dude, actually I'm... talking about eating pork ribs. He's never had them before, and he asked me, "He's what? like, where can I get them around here?" I was like, dude, you live in like in store, the North yeah. Bay. Like you, you have get an vegan ribs, maybe. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about pork ribs. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you go to like a Stater Brothers or Albertsons or if you have a Costco around you. Oh, sure. All right. Well, so let's get back to uh, <laughs> the Bohemian Grove. Um, I mean, I guess that's pretty much all I had about it. I mean, it's there's some interesting stuff. You know, there's a couple more infiltrations that I didn't talk about that I could have, but it's essentially oh, the same go. story. You know, people. Oh, we're not going to talk about the Phantom Patriot. Sorry. Uh, I just- <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you got something on that, go for it. I mean, it's not totally exciting. It's just a dude dressed up like you know the Phantom Patriot with like a skull mask and came in with a crossbow, and like he was convinced that they were you know up to no good, and he was going to oh, burn yeah. the entire place down. And cleanse the the world of their evil ways, and nobody but, was even uh, there. <laughs> yeah, no one got hurt. Uh, there was a, a small standoff, and he got arrested. So yeah, and it fizzled out. So yeah, I'm in agreement with uh, <laughs> Agent Anderson when it comes to. I think the elite, you know, have to, or I, I don't want to call them the elite, but you know, just people of prominent, you know, uh, popularity, or you know, if they're the hated, most hated person on the planet, they need a place to ah. escape and you know feel like a normal human being. So. I, yeah, I, hey, look yeah at it. it's, it's 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 basically a bunch of rich motherfuckers pulling it out, pulling it out, and doing the Willy Bird. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, look at it this way, man. They got their fingers on the nuke buttons, you know, like they got their finger on their button. Let them blow off some steam. Leave them That's alone. That's a lot of stress. Let That's them a lot get, of stress, man. Don't let the women in there. Okay, let them get away from their wives for a little bit. Blow That's off some steam, <laughs> and then and then just chill for a bit. And then when they go back to work, they're all refreshed. They don't want to hit that button as much. And we can all keep living our lives, you know? So it's basically <laughs> just enough. an elite clubhouse where no girls are allowed. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Like, yeah, just like The Simpsons. Just or, yeah, or, or Peter Griffin when he builds his pillow fort and just puts that <laughs> little note. No girls allowed. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, just imagine if you're Bill Clinton, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do. You know? and like, oh, he hates that role. <laughs> you know, and, and like fair. you had the opportunity to, uh, you know, like like it, embark upon an all male journey. You know, where you don't necessarily rub your cocks together, but you you might. You know, <laughs> like, there's, there's, <laughs> well, hey, how are you gonna get that? Close that deal. That's you know never I mean? off the table. A, never. Well, off the sometimes table. that's yeah. Some sometimes that's the only way to close a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to shake on it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
All right. Well, <laughs> that about wraps it up for this week's episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> if you call it that. <laughs> oh, good Lord. What a train wreck. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but I guess you know, but for me, that's that's all I had to say about being <laughs> Agent Agent Ether, did you have anything, any theories or anything else to share with us? I think I'm done talking. You're done talking? All right. You're, you're speechless. I think there's going to be a lot of editing yeah. within this video. Probably. This, this, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I might keep hey, a, hey. You never know, though. I might keep a lot of that in there. In the Agent ETA's okay. defense, though, that boy could, he can cook. So yeah. he left, I don't want to know the fans. behind. And now, God, I don't know. I only know the fence. I have won awards when it comes to my cooking. So, and that's no joke. That's real deal. Holyfield right there. You know? All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up for this week's episode. Uh, unless you guys had anything, uh, nobody else has got anything to say about the no. Bohemian Grove? You guys all, End it. Oh, I yeah, have plenty right. to say, but I don't think it has any worth really. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> you can follow the show on Twitter at <laughs> AlienConPod. We also have an email address, AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out our new Discord server. Come by and say hello to the agents. You can find the link on Facebook. <laughs> 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 yeah, you, you you forgot to say. Uh, I couldn't say laughing. Okay, well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead now. Uh, um, keep it straight. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs>